Let's talk about the assistant on Code Talk today. Hi, I'm Ian Thane. Welcome to another SAP Code Talk. Really pleased to have Andreas Slosher back with me. Andreas, thank you for joining me. Hey, Ian, good morning. How are you doing today? Very well. So we had you uh, a few weeks ago talking about the whole big picture of the SDK 2.0 release, but I want to hone down on the next few Code Talks with regard to two specific subjects. And the first one today is the SDK Assistant, a fantastic Mac OS app that we've shipped. So I do know one of the things that we've changed is the way the SDK system is quite central. So would you like to give us a, an example? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think that is quite important that we spend a few minutes talking on this because a couple of folks got confused when they downloaded the new SDK 2.0 and they found the DMG now only includes the assistant app and other stuff that used to be in the DMG has disappeared. So the frameworks, um, the tools, the documentation, is not separate folders in the DMG anymore, but we decided to wrap and include it all inside the assistant app itself. Uh, the goal of that being that the installation of the SDK should just be easier. So instead of developers opening the DMG and deciding to drag and drop the various pieces at different places on your desktop, uh, you just take the Mac OS app, the assistant, drag and drop into the application shortcut in the DMG, and then you're effectively done with the installation. Um, if you then decide to move on with the assistant and generate apps using the assistant, there's nothing else you need to do. If you do want to use the tools and have the frameworks in another place on your disk and see, see the API documentation, the assistant now has new menu items. In the main menu of the assistant, you can export the frameworks, you can export to install the tools into your user local bin folder. And in the help menu, you can also open the API docs that will then open locally in the browser so that you can read through this. Um, one criticism that we received, I want to address that quickly as well, is if you do want to have the tools installed in a different place than user local bin, or if you do want to have the frameworks exported automatically without people opening the assistant, um, you've got to go right now into the package contents of the assistant, and you can still write your script going there and ex exporting the stuff from the package content of the assistant app. I do promise that we'll keep these locations stable, um, so, so you can just rely on that going forward. Excellent. Some uh, yeah. good, some good uh, points there. So you mentioned actually. I mean, I love the I love the assistant. I love the fact that you know I can actually. I'm talking with regard to demonstration. Demonstration of the SDK. You know, within a few minutes, I can use the assistant and actually sort of show something working. Now, you know, showing something working. Uh, in the past, the assistant, uh, you know, created this sort of master detail pseudo sort of app. Uh, and I know you've, you, you guys have t taken some quite uh, extra time to go a little bit further and refactor all of that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that is uh, another aspect of the feedback that we got on what we're shipping in the One X version is that the the assistant generated demo app was was nice for demonstration cases, and you could quickly get the app up and running, and it was all cool. But when you wanted to understand the app, and you want, when you wanted to expand on the app and change and add to it, uh, people found it quite hard to actually you know, find the right place where you can modify the detail views, add properties, use different POR UI cells to present stuff. So we have refactored the whole thing. The, uh, the storyboards you'll find are not as dynamic anymore, so there's not a single storyboard, and you need to figure out in code how you're manipulating it. You're now creating separate storyboards per collection. You can just go into one of these storyboards and make your changes directly there, so it's, it's a lot easier um, to go in and modify that stuff. 
And what we've also done is we've added support for the new onboarding flows uh, that we are shipping with the SDK. So the generated app will now include code for the generated onboarding flows as well. Um, I mean, you and I will talk about this onboarding flow in, in more detail in another code talk. But mm -hmm. uh, in general, it's now the assistant and the generated app is also a very good way to have a working onboarding solution in an app that you can also you know, take forward and use for your productive apps as well. Exactly. I mean, uh, one of the things I did when the SDK 2.0 came out is I thought, okay, uh, I want to build an app for uh, a special interest event that we're doing at uh, TechEd in, in Barcelona. And uh, quite easily was able to take that, understand the new, this new structure, and then use that onboarding flow and the way that the, um, the SDK Assistant generated app works. So that was a really really cool thing to do. So going on to the next step of the uh, of the uh, of the SDK assistant is some other really cool functionality that I was really pleased to see. You actually kept it from me, Andreas, because I always have calls with you now and again and sort of probe you for sort of what's coming up and you know just on a personal level, uh, SAP employee to SAP employee. And you kept this one from me, which is the API uh, hub management. Uh, that was not on purpose. Next time I'll, I'll do better uh, <laughs> letting you participate in the joy we were having earlier. Um, so what we've done is we, we also put some work into the SAP Assistant and making sure that we are integrating into other cloud services that SAP offers as well. Uh, one very relevant cloud service is the API management solution that, that SAP has. So we have the SAP API Business Hub with all the public publicly advertised APIs of SAP. And we also have the the private version, the API management and API dev portal that everybody can enable on their HANA cloud platform trial accounts and just work with them to have their own managed private API as well. And we thought that it would be very nice if we made it easier to consume the APIs in your IS application. So what you can do now is you can also have the assistant point it to uh, either the global SAP API business app or your local private API management solution and then you can browse the API catalog in the macOS app directly, not going to any other web view, not having any web view rendering. So it's very fast also. Um, you can browse the OData services, you can select an OData service, and the assistant will then make care of, take care of configuring the cloud platform mobile services, configuring the right APIs and URLs in there, the right uh, SSO mechanisms. The API key will be handled for you through the assistant in the configuration. And you can then just run through the regular assistant flow and the proxy class generation and all the other good features that you're used to and consume these APIs in the app, have the UI generated, and then take it from there as usual. So it's a really convenient feature that just takes away the need of you know, going to one UI, figuring things out there, copy and pasting all the properties to other tools. Uh, but it's really a nicely integrated end-to-end -end flow now when it comes to consuming these APIs. So we are really happy that we have that. Okay. And I'm glad you know about this as well. No, oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh... Yeah, the, the SDK assistant is sort of becoming like the one-stop shop for everything, you know, uh, though I can't understand why the next feature you've put in, because we all speak English, come on, translation hub. <laughs> I jest, because one of the things, one of the, the real sort of bugbears I've always had in previous years working for other companies is the fact that, you know, we all speak different languages. Yeah, we all expect to speak English. I am an extremely lazy Englishman. I speak one language and probably not that well, which is my own language. Um, but uh, you know, we obviously nowadays with with the, the sort of the, the globalization of, of mobile apps, if you if that's a, a good term, you know, we need to support different languages. And I want you to sort of describe what we can do with, with the translation hub. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, first of all, let me say that Apple uh, realized that fact as well, of course, a long time ago. So in Xcode, there's very excellent support already built in to build uh, localizable applications. Uh, when developers use localizable strings, they can have these property files and they can supply um, translated strings so that the app runs in different languages just by changing the device setting, uh, the device language in, in your settings. Um, so we are, of course, not touching any of that, but we're building on top. So we want to make it easy for developers to, to get these projects that are ready for translation actually translated into all the various languages um, that, that you need your app to, to run in. And there's a standard called XLIF, XLIFF uh, files. So you can export these XLIF files from Xcode. You can translate them, and you can import translated XLIF files into Xcode. And we have, with the assistant, fully automated that process so that the assistant connects to the Xcode project uses the Xcode tool to create this Excel file, we then take the Excel file and upload it to the cloud platform to Translation Hub so that it can get translated there into many languages that are supported. We get the downloaded uh, translated file back, and the assistant will then also feed this translated file back into the, into the app project that you have. So really, this, there's zero interaction from the developer side. It'll, it'll just happen. You just need to choose the languages that you want to have, and things will work. Things will, of course, not work ideal usually when you do automated translation. So you can also then go into the translation hub itself. There's the UI. You can see all the strings. You can manually adjust uh, translations if you're not happy with the stuff that the machine put together there. And then you can just rerun the translation process, and the assistant will do the same thing again. And your updates that you did in the trans translation hub UI will just take effect, and, and things will get updated. And you can continuously, iteratively run this process as the app grows, and you can keep text coming in using that service. So it's it's really convenient. It, it really works well. Um, if you use the generated app as it is right now and you use the tr translation features, you will notice that parts of the onboarding flow will, are not translated. They're still in English. This is because some of the texts are not externalized in the in the generated code. But if you do have the desire to have the app fully translated, you, you can achieve that by putting a bit more work and looking up in the API docs and externalizing all the strings, and then you can get things going. Um, also, just so that you're aware, in Xcode 9.0, there's a little glitch in the Xcode command line tools where you need to do the initial import manually, but we'll show you instructions how to do this. Uh, once you start working on Xcode 9.1 or newer, um, that thing will go away and it'll just work as you expect. So that's all, all great. Excellent. And just say in Xcode 9.1, I noticed that we've put a beta up. Uh, so if people are trying the beta 9.1 at the moment, they can actually carry on working with the SDK. That's right. Excellent. Well done. Uh, thank you for talking to me today. And we're going to have you back in a little while, maybe uh, next week or later this week, with regard to onboarding. Thanks, Andreas. Looking forward. Thanks for today. Bye.